Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Okay, everything I just pondered in the monologue aside, because again, that's all my perspective as to, you know, when I when I when I get joked with from Eric Metaxas about being uh, Vodstradamus, it's kind of just what I see. I don't have I don't have any you know um, pieces of evidence in front of me other than what I presented in the monologue. But is there is there a ploy to get rid of Biden? Is it time to to undercut him? And to say we're done with you by the people that installed him. It's that's I think it's an interesting question to ask. But I want to move from that to the actual legality that he is dealing with and the and the kind of the consequences that he's facing, uh, given the <laughs> continual nature of every couple of days a few more things being found in various places. Here to discuss is Andrew McCarthy. He's a senior contributor um, and expert over at the uh, National Review. And, of course, a former prosecutor here in the Southern District and uh, probably one of the best legal eagles in all of media. Andy, always appreciate your time. Uh, you're so generous uh, to get, uh, grant it to us on a regular basis. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about why the press is going after the president uh, now when they ignored a lot of stuff early on. But the real I think the real news making stuff here is the actual there that's there and com- contrast and compare for us. The difference in kind of what the media purported the Trump documents to be as opposed to what they were versus what we are continually digging up with uh, Mr. Biden from 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 the legal and the legal jeopardy perspective. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. I I don't know that we know much about the substance of the Trump documents. There was a lot of stuff that I think irresponsibly was put out uh, along the lines of, you know, that some of it was uh, nuclear codes and that sort of stuff. I think the most reliable thing that we can glean about it is that is the level at which some of it was classified. With respect to the Biden stuff, I think the interesting contrast has been that with Trump, they were willing to do what they weren't willing to do with Hillary, which is say uh, we have to enforce the Espionage Act and other federal law to the letter, which means you go after somebody if they've been irresponsible with classified documents. Uh, with Biden, we're back to the Comey-Hillary standard. So, you know, what we're hearing is, well, you know, look, uh, there's no evidence that there was any intentional violation here. This was just an inadvertent <laughs> misplacement. And, you know, it's not like he was willfully trying to sell the country out to our enemies. Uh, you know, the kind of stuff they were saying with respect to Hillary, meaning no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute an offense like this based on like what the espionage act actually says you'd have to show all these other additional things uh it's just that those and that was comey's exact phrase very that was comey's yeah, exact right. phrase no. in his in, in his report on hillary's documents no uh, responsible prosecutor would 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 charge her 
Yeah, and as a longtime, I guess, unreasonable prosecutor, it turns out, I, I didn't think he was right about that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that candidness. Um, I, there's another thing that keeps getting asked of me by listeners, um, and that is, you know, whether whether there was an argument to be made or not, no one can dispute the fact that he was the commander in chief and on some level had an argument about who got to keep those documents uh, as you know, the commander in chief has the right to declassify and to keep different things. And every president, as far as I know, in my lifetime has had a disagreement with the archives about what they could and couldn't keep. And it usually gets worked out and the museums end up getting what they get and the archives keep what they keep. Um, but it all usually works itself out in the end. Um, Biden's documents, he was he was never commander in chief. There was never executive privilege for him, was there, Andy? And how does that impact uh, any if 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 anything here is does it make any impact on the on the argument that, you know, this is no big deal? Well, you know, look, I think executive privilege is something that belongs only to the president, but it's it, it could be asserted by other executive officials. In fact, we've seen that in some of the investigations of Trump where, you know, even people who were former executive officials like Steve Bannon uh, tried to assert executive privilege. It just means that you're not supposed to compromise your communications with the president, essentially. But, you know, you are right that only the president has authority to declassify anything that he chooses to declassify, whereas the vice president has very limited ability to declassify. Basically, the, the vice president is what's known in the law as a, an originating classification authority, which means if a, a sitting vice president sees government sees in government files information that he believes, if it fell into the wrong hands, would would uh, compromise national security, he can direct that that be classified. And if he anything he directs that be classified, he can also direct that it be declassified. But Vice presidents don't even usually use that authority. Yeah. And like, for example, if the CIA classifies a document, the vice, the vice president can't declassify it because the CIA is the originating authority. The right. only one in the executive branch who can declassify anything is the president. And Biden did not have that authority. And he certainly didn't have it when he was in the Senate. Right. Yeah, we're now finding that he had this stuff in Delaware. It's from back dates back from his days in the Senate. We're speaking with Andy McCarthy. Um, Andy, the the what what type of um, jeopardy is there for the president at this time? And a lot of people have asked me this: why Why did he send lawyers to go in there and look through everything instead of just normal clerks that could have just gone and gotten it and taken it to the archives? What's What's he what, what's he worried about? Why is he having, you know, very specific eyes look at this stuff? Yeah, well, my my sense, Kevin, is that um, this is a this is a sort of a tactic that uh, politicians use where they get um, lawyers to do things that are ministerial tasks. And then if anything blows up, they can later say, uh, you know, we can't tell you about that because of attorney client privilege. Privilege claim that they can't talk about it because. Right. Because the. Because the lawyers are telling them they can't. So I suspect, I mean, I'm speculating here, but I think this is pretty educated speculation. Um, in November, you know, Biden knew there's a very strong chance that the Republicans were going to win the House. It was a good chance they had a chance of winning the Senate and that they would have subpoena authority. They were vowing in the campaign that they were going to look into 
Biden and the Biden family's dealings with foreign governments for, you know, very lucratively for millions and millions of dollars. And I imagine uh, what he did was he had, you know, we don't know what kind of evidence of his private dealings was lying around his um, his office. And I imagine he had lawyers pack it up rather than having other people pack it up because it's harder to get lawyers to testify. Well, that would make um, what happens next, I think, even more interesting. What, where will where will this go? What's your what's your hunch on where this uh, ends up being litigated, debated, prosecuted? I think it, go, it becomes a black hole unless the Republicans, uh, in a in a competent way, use their subpoena power and conduct hearings and pursue this. Because I think otherwise, the point of appointing a special counsel is just to say. Uh, we can't talk it's just about to bury this it because it's under investigation. Yeah. 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 All right. That makes sense. Well, Andy, I always appreciate your insights and you're always seeing it from four different dimensions uh, than I can. And so I, I, I'm very grateful. Thank you for your time. Happy New Year. And thanks for being back. My pleasure, Kevin. Great to talk. You to got you. it. Yeah, as always. Uh, coming up, we've still got a huge show. Dr. Gina Loudon will be here. We're going to discuss another angle on some of this. And a little bit later, a check of the markets. John Tamney is back. And, of course, my final thought for the day. It's all straight to come on Kevin McCullough Radio.